journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in The World in Peril. Mitch and Lemmy are in the main room of the tall lookout tower, normally occupied by the former lunar controller, who the Earthmen have now discovered has been in league with the Martians all the time. The controller, or Jack Evans, as he was known to the late Paddy Flynn, is at present in another part of the asteroid, and as far as the Earthmen can tell, is unaware that Jet and Doc have joined Lemmy and Mitch in the tower. Jet sent Lemmy to Evans' room to get a sheet from the bed and tear it into strips. Then he laid his plans for escaping from the asteroid in the large sphere that he and Doc had examined in the crater, known as Bay 5. Now, Midge, ask the brain how long it would take a sphere to get from here to Mars. Right. Question. What is the estimated time it would take for a ferry from Bay 5 to reach Mars? Ferries cannot reach Mars. From this distance. Oh. oh, well, we knew that already. Oh, the large sphere, that's the one I meant. What do they call that? Right, I haven't a clue. And we can't ask any questions about it. But I'm sure it would reach there. It's well stocked with food and obviously is built for long distance flights. And what are you worrying about? I want to know how long we can expect to be traveling, that's all. A lot may depend on it. An asteroid like this could easily overtake one of those spheres. I just want to know if we have a chance. Well, if we got away immediately, we'd be nearly 48 hours ahead of any other ship that tried to pursue us. Uh, it sounds a long time, but a million miles is a long way. Assuming we are pursued by a faster ship or, or even an asteroid like this, will 48 hours start help us much? I wish I could answer that. Here you are, Jet. It was pretty tough material, but we managed Good. it. Good. Now what? Uh, Mitch and Lemmy will sit here in front of the door where the controller can see them as he comes in. Uh-huh. You and I will stand at the side by the wall on which the door is hinged. Right. Then, as soon as he's in the room... This sounds like him now. About time and all. I was beginning to think he was never coming back. Now, quiet, Lemmy, and try to look as though we've never left this place. Here, here he is. He's got Frank with him. In you go, Rogers. Mitch and Lemmy. So this is where you are. This is where you are, and this is where you stay. Until the big asteroid gets here. And then? You'll be taken back to Mars, all of you. Where are the others? How should we know? We were looking for them ourselves when we wandered into this place. Well, it makes no difference. I'll find them sooner or later. Sooner than you thought, mate. Oh, right, now grab him. Down him, boys. Tie him up, Quinn. Hold him, Lenny. Sit right. in your chest. All right, it's All right, a big bloke. Come on, Mitch. Get, get his hands behind his back. Oh, that's that. Yeah, you can get up now. Well, Mr. Evans, how does it feel to be a prisoner yourself? You can't get away with this. We'll have a good try. Untie me immediately. What, after all the bother we went to to tie you up? What do you hope to gain by this, anyway? Command of this asteroid. You haven't the first idea how to run it. Oh, I thought Nicholas was the brain on this ship. He can run it for us. He certainly can. If you can get the brain to operate... We intend to get away from here, in that big sphere in Bay 5. You'll never do it. You think not? I know you won't. With your assistance, I think we will. And what assistance do you expect from me? Show us how to open that door so we can find our way to that storeroom and get spacesuits for the rest of us. Also, show us where our helmets are kept. We'd like to leave this place complete with all our own equipment. I'm showing you nothing. You'd better think again. Nothing. 
You haven't a chance. 786 will be here in less than 45 hours. All we need to know is how to get hold of some suits and get out to that sphere. You wouldn't get very far. You'd be overtaken long before you reached Mars. We'll take that chance. Now, how do we get to that storeroom? Find out for yourself. This is your last opportunity to tell us. I have no intention of telling you. Very well. Doc? Yeah? Put that spacesuit on. Where are we going? I think perhaps the controller would like a walk outside on the surface. And give him time to think things over. But we have no suit for him. We won't bother with a suit. What was that? Unless, of course, you care to change your mind. You wouldn't do it. You're bluffing. You think so? You wouldn't murder a man. Deliberately murder him. What's the life of one man when the freedom of the whole world is at stake? All right, Doc, put your suit on. Okay. That's me already. Do we put the helmets on now? No, we'll wait until we're in the airlock. Or we may not hear if the controller tells us he's willing to cooperate after all. I still think you're bluffing. Pick him up, Doc, and let's go. Sure thing. Open the door, Lemmy. Yes, Mike. Thank you. Now, Frank. Yes? Follow us down to the door on that vision phone and keep in touch. All right. Come on, Doc. Surely Jet doesn't mean to take him outside. He certainly spoke as though he did. Yeah, but with no suit on and atmospheric pressure outside down to zero, he can't mean it. He must be bluffing. Now get over to that vision phone, Frank. See if he can pick him up. All right. Uh, here comes a picture now. Yeah, but not the one we want. Well, try it again. That's it, Frank. Yeah, that's the corridor that leads to the outside door. Yeah, but they wouldn't have reached it yet. There's no sign oh, of it. Oh, give them time. They'll appear. They're probably still descending the stairs. There they are. Hello, Jet. Can you hear me? Hello, Mitch. Yes, we can. Does he still think you're bluffing? Yes, he does, but he'll soon learn differently. Attention, attention. Aye, aye, the Martian. Crew personnel are warned that it is dangerous to proceed beyond this point without protective clothing. Heard that warning, Mr. Evans? Of course I heard it. You know what it means to go outside with a no-suit on? I most certainly do. And you're still willing to let Doc and me take you out there? Go ahead. You can't scare me. Very well. Attention, attention. Final warning coming up. The door you are now approaching leads to the asteroid surface. It is dangerous to proceed any further unless you are wearing suitable clothing. This is the last warning. And this is your last chance. Cooperate with us or we take you through the airlock. Go on, then. Get it over. Very well. You're sure you don't want to change your mind? You think I'm a fool, Captain Morgan? You wouldn't murder anybody. You won't get me to talk this way. Take him inside, Doc, and put him on the floor. I'll close the door. Sure. Now, Doc, put your helmet on. See if Mitch can hear you. Fastening helmet. Hello, Mitch. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear him, Jet? No, I can't. Of course you can't. Those suits are soundproof. You can talk to him only through the suit's radio. That I can do as soon as I put my helmet on. But then, he won't be able to talk to me. Mitch can, though, through that vision phone. Anything you have to say, you can say to him, and he'll relay it to me. But I have nothing to say. In just a few moments, we'll be exhausting the air from this place. You know what that means, so far as you're concerned. You expect me to suffocate. You don't have to. All you have to do is give me the information I require. I don't do it. Why not? The Martians would punish me. Send me to work in the underground factories down on the Red Planet for the rest of my days. And on Mars, that can be a long, long time. At least twice the normal lifespan down on Earth. You don't have to stay behind. You can come with us back to Earth. Hmm, that's a laugh. 
You'll never get back to Earth. None of you will. We'd rather try than stay on this asteroid. I'd rather stay here than try. Then you can, for good. Hello, Doc. Mitch, can you hear me? Yeah. Me too. It's up to you now, Mitch. The controller can hear you, but he can't hear us. Take over, will you? Right. Now listen. I'm listening. Do you agree to cooperate? And be sent to the underground factories? That's what you intended to do with us, isn't it? The answer's no. He says no, Jeff. Very well. Okay, Doc. Exhaust the air from here. And slowly. Contact. Well, there it goes. In five minutes, it'll all be gone. You're bluffing. You wouldn't exhaust all the air out of here. Wouldn't we? You'll see, chum. Well, don't you see? I can't help you. It's more than my life is worth. Right now, your life ain't worth very much. Now, what's it to be? Turn off the exhaust. Oh, getting all excited now. Well, turn it off, Captain Morgan. Turn it off. No good yelling at him, mate. He can't hear you. You have about as much air now as you'll find on the top of a mountain. And it's getting thinner all the time. You can't do this. Doing it, mate. Stop. Stop. I'll cooperate. I'll do anything you say. All right, Jeff. Uh-huh. That's it. He's willing to take along. Uh, look at him. He's turned Charlie. Sweating like he was in a Turkish bath. I'll do anything. Yeah. Anything you say. Yeah, that's more like it. Fill her up again, Doc. We'll go back upstairs. Sure. Contact. And Mitch? Yeah? You can switch that vision phone off now. We'll see you in a few moments. Good on you. Frank, see to it, will you? Well, thank goodness he came round. I was beginning to think he wouldn't. Oh, me too. Oh, so what? There was hardly any air let out anyway. What? But... The way the controller looked, he seemed hardly able to breathe. Ah, that was all in his imagination. Jet was bluffing. Yes. But the controller was convinced the lock was exhausting, so he reacted as though it were. Let's thank our lucky stars he did. you going to untie me? Not at the moment. Later, perhaps, when you prove that you really mean to help us. Well? How do we open that door? It's operated by control on the main panel. The red row. Fourth from the left. Do all red controls operate doors? Yes. And certain doors can only be operated from here. Which? Which? That one. The main door that leads into the room where the brain is housed. The one that gives you a shock? Yes. How do we make it harmless? That green button above the red control. Just press that. Good. Now, how do we find our way to that storeroom? It's very complicated. How do we find our way? If you call for one of the sphere crew to meet you at a given place, he'll guide you to it. And bring us back? Yes. Very well. Let's see how much of what you've told us so far is true. We'll try opening the door leading down to the Martian's room first. It's working. Good. All right, Mitch, take Doc with you. Go down as far as that electrified door and wait. And then? Well, by the time you reach it, there should be a condition type waiting to escort you up to the storeroom. Collect three more suits from there and then come back. Right, I... Come on, Doc. Okay. Get to that viewer phone, Frank. Keep your eye on them. If things go wrong, let me know at once. Nothing should go wrong. Right, I'd better not. Now, how do I get a condition type to meet Mitch and Doc? The control is on the left-hand panel. Press and speak. 
They'll hear you, and they'll obey you. Hello, Jet. Can you hear me? Jet, it's Doc. Coming. Hello? We've got the suits. I can see you have. Is there anything else before we come back? Yes, in that same room, I remember seeing some metal bars. Oh, yeah, they're still here. Uh, though what they're for, goodness only knows. I have a good use for them. Bring half a dozen with you. Right. And hurry back here as quickly as you can. Sure thing. And when you get to the main door leading to this place, tell the condition time to return to his quarters. Roger. See you later, then. Ah, Mr. Evans. There are a few more things I'd like to know. Well, that asteroid that's on its way here, how does it find us? It homes on us. On a radio beam that we're transmitting. Where's the transmitter? That's it. There. Uh-huh. When this asteroid is flying through space, how is its course set? Do you do it? No. It's done by remote control. Radio signals are received, which are fed into the brain downstairs and then translated into orders, which are given to me verbally. And then you pass the orders on to the crew personnel down below. That's right. So if that brain ceased to function, this asteroid would just be adrift in space, eh? Yes. And if the homing beam were cut off, could 786 still find its way here? Not until it got fairly close. And it's still a great way off. It must be. It's not due to reach here for 44 hours at least. Now, just one thing more. The big sphere in Bay 5, can that reach Mars? Yes, it can. How long would you take? Why don't you ask the brain? What are those big spheres called? Long-distance cruise ships. That one is number 7. Question. How long will it take long-distance cruise ship number seven to reach Mars from this position? How long do I wait for an answer? A few moments. Here comes your reply now. The estimated time for a long-distance cruise ship to reach Mars from this position is three days. Number seven is ready for takeoff. Three days? Well, if we leave now, it'll be nearly two days before anyone is likely to pursue us. Why do you wish to go back to Mars anyway? I have my reasons, and I'd rather not tell you what they are. Somebody will be after you before you've been gone half an hour. Huh? That little bank of apparatus over there is constantly sending signals to HQ down on Mars and to the flagships of the invasion fleet. They know everything that goes on. No sphere is supposed to leave any asteroid without permission. This is one time it will. Hey! It's Doc and Mitch. They've come back. Here you are, Jet. The suits. And the metal bars. What do you want these for? Are they tough? That's impossible to bend them. Now put them to one side for a moment. Now hand out those suits and everybody put one on. What about our own suits? Now we carry those. Don't leave them behind. Here, you. You told me and Mitch you had our helmets up here. I have. They're in the next room in the locker. Go in there. Let me get them. Right. Well, if our own suits are complete, what do we need these Martian ones for? In case our own have been damaged. Uh, give Frank a hand, will you, Doc? He's having trouble. Oh, sure. Hold on, Frank. That's not the way. The, the bottom half must go on first. The helmets were there. Every one of them. Put them on the floor, and I'll help you get into this Martian outfit. Well, I'll have to wear that. If you're coming with us, you do. Why? Well, I don't like the cut. It's not my style. Put it on and don't argue. Everybody dressed? Well, aren't we going to put the helmets on? No, not yet. Uh, each of you pick up one of those bars. What, what, what for? Uh, Lemmy, that section in the corner. Smash it up. Well, all that lovely equipment. That lovely equipment will have a whole fleet of asteroids on our tail unless we render it useless. Now wreck it. All right. Here we go. Frank, get to work on that vision phone. Sure. The rest of us will work on this little lot. Too right. Attention, attention. All right, we've woken him up. Emergency, emergency. You've never had an emergency like this one, come. All right, that'll do. 
If anybody can get that gear to work now, they're welcome to try. Shut up. I said shut up. There, that's fixed him. There, when you're dead, mate, you should lie down. Well, Mr. Evans, that I think about fixes any hope you had of making contact with outside. You mean, you're not taking me with you? No. But you must. If I stay here, I'll be sent to work in the underground factories. Well, that's what you were going to do with us, wasn't it? But you can't do this to me. Can't we? You just watch us, mate. At least untie me before you leave. And have you tried to prevent our taking off? But nobody knows I'm here. I shall starve to death. All right, gentlemen, we'll go. Out onto the surface from the door downstairs and walk across to Bay 5. Put on your helmets and test the radios. Testing. Okay. Mitch calling. Fine. Can you hear me? Okay, Lemmy. Frank Rogers testing. Okay, Frank. Now start downstairs, all of you. Aren't you coming? I'm staying for just a moment to speak to the controller. Oh, very well. Wait. Come back. You can't leave me here. There's no use you yelling your head off, mate. We can't hear the word you're saying. Jet. Oh, it's Jet now, is it? Jet. Don't go. Listen to what I have to say. Well? If you take me, I could be of great help to you. And where's the guarantee that you won't contact the Martians and tell them exactly where we are and what we're doing? I won't. I promise you. You can lock me up in the Sphere's restroom. There's no way I can contact anybody from there. The radio is done on the main deck in the flight control room. And when we get to Mars? If we're caught, it'll be as bad for me as it will for you. We're all in the same boat now. Very well. I'll untie you. Put on your suit and walk in front of me. Head for the door that leads outside. Yes. Yes, of course. We made our way down the stairs and along the high corridor to the airlock which led out to the asteroid's surface. Once through the airlock, we crossed the rugged, pitted ground towards the crater known as Bay 5. As we did so, the brilliant sun suddenly appeared above the horizon and lit up the entire landscape in a magnificent, awe-inspiring contrast of white, illuminated rocks and long, pitch-black shadows. We reached Bay 5 and slowly and carefully climbed down the precipitous wall to the crater floor. We made our way across the floor to the large sphere, pressed the door control, and went inside. All right, gentlemen. Take off your suits. Now, let me. Yes, Jet? When everyone is undressed, collect the suits together and take them up to the top deck. Well, how many decks are there, then? Four. You get to them through the door in that central pillar. There's a ladder inside. Right. On the top deck, you'll find a line of eight lockers. Stow the suits in there. Sure. Let's have them, boys, and I'll get them out of your way. How about me? Your idea to go up to the restroom is a good one. You better go. But don't move from there unless I give you permission. You're sure you don't want me to help you handle this craft? Quite sure, thank you. Frank can tell us all we need to know about that. Very well. I'll wait upstairs until I hear from you. How soon before you attempt to take off? Just as soon as the boys have got those Martian suits off. You still don't trust me, Jet, do you? Why should I? Get upstairs and stay there. Very well. But if you need any help, don't hesitate to ask. Well, that's my helmet. I'll let you have the rest just as soon as I get this darn thing off. Get it off is right. It's harder to get out of these suits of armor than it is to get into them. Now, Frank, sir... According to Paddy, you were trained as a crewman for one of these ships, is that true? I don't remember being trained. Well, you were conditioned at the time. But this cabin is as familiar to me as my own room down on Earth. You know what the controls are for? You can handle them? Well, not both panels at once. Of course not, but you could handle either equally well. Oh, yes, did I think so. Now, the first thing you do is explain to the rest of us how to operate the controls. It's simplicity itself. Fine. Well, just as soon as the others are ready, we'll start. 
And this lever in neutral position holds the ship in whichever orbit it happens to be, whether it's round the sun or any other object in the solar system. Well, that's clear enough. Is it clear to everybody else? Well, what's the acceleration rate? There are no takeoff couches in this cabin. Well, it's quite slow, Mitch, but goes on for a long time. The highest possible speeds can be achieved with very little discomfort to any of the men. It must take hours to slow down, then. Well, it does. Well, I think we know enough to risk a takeoff. Frank, you'll take the main panel. Right. Mitch, you'll take the other, the one that sets us on course. Roger. Uh, tune in that televiewer, Lemmy. Right. Now, let me know as soon as you get a picture. It's coming now. It shows part of the crate at the sunlit side. Well, rotate it. See if everything is clear out there. Rotating. We taking you off now? Yes, Doc, any moment. We'll take it slowly at first. Go straight up before we make any attempt to set course for Mars. Uh -huh. Televiewer rotated full circle. Not a sign of anybody. Then let's get off. Take it off, Frank, and slowly. Here we go. Nothing happening yet. We haven't budged. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, we have. We're moving. We are taking off. In slow motion. Keep her that way, Frank. Slow is fast enough for the moment. Right. Height, six feet. And she's steady as a rock. Change the lower camera, Lemmy. To the view below. Coming up. Twelve feet. Right to floor now in picture. Increase the climbing rate, Frank, but take it easy. Climbing rate increasing. Twenty-four feet. Thirty. Thirty-five. Forty. Feet. Hold her there. That's high enough. Oh, blimey. Take it easy, Frank. Boy, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, Lemmy. I slowed down a little too fast. Oh, I'll say you did. I nearly went shooting up to the ceiling. Well, so far, so good. Now to set course. Uh, you ready, Mitch? Yeah, Jeff. Lemmy will give me the necessary picture. All I can see now is the asteroid surface down below. Did you hear that, Lemmy? I heard. Manipulating camera now. Yeah, picture's changing. I can see the sky. And there's Mars. Center it, Lemmy. Slap in the middle of the screen. Doing it. You're nearly there. Right, hold it. Yeah, are you quite sure this thing will head for the red planet just by our lining up on it on that screen? Well, according to Frank, yes. Why? Well, it just seems too good to be true, that's all. Okay, course set. Now turn on the juice and let's see what happens. Away you go, Frank. Maximum comfortable acceleration. Now, let me keep your screen tuned to that asteroid. And what else would I be doing? Contact! works. We're leaving the asteroid behind anyway. But are we flying on course? Well, I think we are, heading straight for Mars. We got away without a hitch. Don't speak too soon, mate. According to that electronic brain, it's going to take us three days to get there. And anything could happen in that time. The old perishing Martian fleet could be after us. And catch us too. Yeah, that's the thing I like about you, Lemmy. So cheerful and optimistic. Wow. things, Doc. Okay. Speed's still constant. How long before we're close enough to go into orbit around the planet? Oh, just a few hours. How are things upstairs? Frank and Mitch are asleep. Mm. And the controller? Sullen as ever. Just lying on his bunk and looking very worried. <laughs> he thinks the moment we set foot on Mars, a whole army of condition types will be waiting there to meet us. He certainly doesn't look forward to falling into Martian hands again, does he? He has good reason, Doc. The punishment for falling down on a job is very severe. Or so he says. Yeah, and he certainly fell. He'd prefer to go back to Earth and face a charge of treason. Only he doesn't think any of us will ever get back. 
still, he's not going to fall into Martian hands if I can help it. He's too valuable to us. Well, we'll have to watch him pretty closely when we land. Make sure he doesn't attempt to escape. I don't think he's likely to want to, judging from what he says. And I don't think we can believe half of what he says. Well, I'll watch him, Doc. Don't you worry. Like a hawk. Hey, Jet, come over here. Coming. We'll continue this little talk later, Doc. Sure. Uh, Lenny, what's your trouble? I'm in no trouble. I thought you'd like to look at the televiewer. We're so close to Mars now, it more than fills the whole screen. In just a few hours, we'll be making the landing right there in the Mario Australis. And then? We'll touch down alongside the Discovery, transfer to her, open up the radio, contact Earth, and tell them to close down all television stations immediately. Yeah, and see them doing it and all. They'll have to. You know what the result will be if they don't. Well, let's hope we can convince them. And what's more, let's hope the Discovery is still where we left it. The Martians would have no use for an antiquated old crate like the Discovery. Uh, antiquated by their standards, but to us, the latest and most luxurious thing in space travel. Uh, Earth is certainly behind the times when it comes to flitting around the solar system. Yeah, well, I suppose they will still be listening for us. Well, why not? We haven't been missing all that long. They wouldn't give us up so quickly or so easily. Not even if the invasion had already taken place? But it hasn't. Oh, anything might have happened since we were last on Mars. Oh. You sound tired, Lemmy. Oh, it's constantly staring at that screen. Well, let me take over. But there's at least another hour of me watch to go. I'll do it, Lemmy. You go up and get some rest. Oh, thanks, Jap boy. That's nice of you. You won't get much anyway. Everybody will be down here for landing operations long before you've had your sleep out. Change the picture, Lemmy. Let's have a look at the ground. Picture coming up. Oh, and there's the Discovery. Exactly as we left her. And the wreck freighter alongside. Any sign of anybody having been near? Yeah, not that I can see. But we're still at a good height. But descending rapidly. Take it easy, Frank. Touch her down gently. Watch out. Decrease landing speed still further. 700. She's almost as slow as she'll go now. Still clear down below. Not a soul in sight anywhere. Just the discovery in the wreck freighter. 400. Nearly down. 300. 200. Just a few feet. Get ready for the bump. 100. What bump? We're down. We're on the deck. I hardly felt a thing. Nice work, Frank. First class landing. Oh, couldn't have done better myself. Well, let's not waste any time. We'll get out of the Discovery right away. What, all of us, Jet? No, just two. And if anything should go wrong, there are at least three of us still safe. For the present, at any rate. You'll take Lemmy, of course. Of course. I need him to get that radio going. Whatever else we may not do, we must contact Earth. Well, it doesn't look as though you'll have any trouble. There's no reception committee out there. Get your suit, Lemmy, and put it on. Right, yes, mate. Keep your eye on the controller, Doc. See, he makes no move to contact any of his old cronies down here on Mars. Oh, he's right. Hello, Doc. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can see you, too. Then we'll get over to the Discovery straight away. Which way are we going in? By the cargo hatch? No, Lemmy, by the main door. But that's on the other side of the ship. Oh, what of it? We can still talk to Doc and Mitch around there, even if they can't see us. All right, all right then. The main door. Still hear us? Yep, loud and clear. Just coming round to the main door now. We'll... Hey, what's going on here? Something wrong? The door, it's open. Well, of course it is. Doc opened it to let in you and me. Just before we were carried off to the asteroid, remember? No, I don't. Ah, uh, what does it matter anyway? Saves us opening now, doesn't it? Come on, let's get inside. Up you go, then. 
Climbing the ladder now. Oh, this is just like coming home after a long, wet, dull holiday. Oh, blimey. Now what? Here, you wake your get up here and you'll see. Well, up. What, what is it, Jet? What's wrong? The inner door is open, too. The airlock, you mean? It's an air unlock now. But that's impossible. One door must always be shut. The others can't open unless it is. Impossible yet. And both of them wide open, as large as life. Oh, that puts paid to taking our suits off. I can still manipulate the radio. Or I could do it with boxing gloves on. Well, let's get into the cabin and see you do it. I'll lead the way this time. Up you go, then. Good grief. Not more trouble. Wait till you get up here. You'll see. What is it this time? Oh, blimey. The bailiffs have been... Pete's sake, what's going on over there? Is the radio out of action? Out of action, nothing. There's no radio here. What was that? In fact, there's very little of anything here. The whole place has been stripped. Equipment, bunks, lockers. There's nothing but bare walls. Everything's gone. And with it, all chance of contacting Earth. That was episode 16 of Journey to Space. Taking part in this recording were Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and Don Sharp as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs and Alan Tilpham. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton.